the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. We've had the pleasure of speaking with former Chiefs kicker Nick Lowry, but just to call him a former Chiefs kicker is really uh, not doing, it's doing a disservice to his entire career. This guy was an epic player in the NFL, an epic kicker. Uh, is in the Chiefs Hall of Fame and has has worked for three different presidents of the United States. He's worked for Clinton, H.W. Bush, and Reagan. Um, he has a master's from Harvard. He's worked and advocated for Native American children. He's currently advocating for the homeless and working to devise solutions for the homeless. He has brought refugees, 100 ref- refugees from Ukraine to Israel. This is a this is a renaissance man and I think his thoughts and opinions are second level and are worthy of amplification. So part 2 of our interview with Nick Lowry is next. Welcome to the Michelle Tafoya podcast. So part two of Nick Lowry's interview is coming up next. In case you've forgotten, five-time NFL Man of the Year for both the Kansas City Chiefs and New York Jets. The winner of the NFL Player Association Foremost Humanitarian Award, the Justice Byron Wizard White Award. You heard him reference that. Uh, the U.S. JC's 10 Outstanding Young American Awards, uh, Americans Award and the National Community Service Award from United Cerebral Palsy for his work with disabled and at-risk youth. Oh, yeah, and he really could kick those field goals. <laughs> it's it's interesting, and it was astonishing to me that someone said to me after October 7th, because of the way that Hamas got in to Israel through all these very sort of clandestine methods, and, and Israel's one of the most secure places on the planet, and you think, how could this happen? And someone said to me, oh, my gosh, do you think that could happen in America? Yes. And I was flabbergasted, and I said, it already has. Yes. I mean, it was 9-11. It was the World Trade Center bombing before that. And yep. and now we've got this, this porous, to say the least, border. My understanding is you visited the southern border. Yes, I've been there twice. Uh, my friend Chris Clem uh, retired in January but was a 28-year uh, border patrol agent and was the chief border patrol for Yuma. And uh, I went there with Brian Erlacher and uh, came back a second time right before Christmas, brought 75 footballs to autograph. They were gone in a second. And just letting these folks know there have been, by the way, 20, 20 or more suicides of Border Patrol agents uh, and, and over a thousand deaths that we know of, of people trying to cross. So it's a, a tragedy there. But the truth is, um, it's worse. There's an area in Yuma right now. Um, I actually am uh, working with an AI company to try to help the Border Patrol uh, that has come out of this. Um, and, uh, you know, the fentanyl trafficking and all the other things, the human trafficking that's happening. But there's an area near Yuma now where all of these military age, reasonably athletic looking, healthy looking um, refugees are coming through. 
and uh, just do this arithmetic with me. If there are 7 million, it's more than 7 million that have crossed the border in the last couple of years, and 99% of them are wonderful, uh, God-fearing, um, you know, uh, future law-abiding, hardworking, devoted citizens, and 1% or, or you know, 70,000, let's divide that by 10, that's 7,000, um, there's 7,000 people comprising probably 100 to 1,000 sleeper cells, potentially, that have not been fully vetted. They've been released into the country. Um, and at any time, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm praying it won't happen. But we need to be vigilant and understand it has absolutely been allowed to happen where there are individuals who do not come here for any other reason but to destabilize this country and I can foresee within the next six months, quote me on this, I'll be happy to, that there will be an attempt at least to have some sort of, maybe not 9-11, but a more sort of scattered 100 different events in 100 different small and larger cities to say, hey, you know, we're here and we're here to take down what you have built 250 years to develop. Why do you think this administration is letting this happen? It makes no sense on any level whatsoever. And, I, and let me just tell you, I was doing an event for special ops, for the families of special ops people, and I'm not going to identify the general who was there, but he was there in Afghanistan at one point, and uh, we took a selfie, and he put down his phone, and I said, uh, please tell me um, what you think of the, the abandonment and evacuation of Afghanistan. And he looked down at my phone and said, please turn that off. And then he said, it's the worst single military operation I've ever witnessed. And I am shocked that the people in charge, uh, military uh, authorities in Afghanistan, have not all resigned to show some minimal level of dignity and respect for their roles um, and responsibility and acknowledgement of what a debacle it was. Um, and of course, we know that many of the weapons that were surrendered there and left there and abandoned there, not to mention money that has flowed there, are being used absolutely to fund what's what's happening right now. Wow. Um... Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Do you see a... a any optimism for change coming? I, I mean, are, are are eyes being opened yet? What 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 is it going to take for for Americans to say we do live in a great country that's based on built on 
great ideas and yes. we're, we're destroying it instead yes. of imp improving it at every turn. We're th practicing this sort of self-loathing and no self-care uh, of yeah. a country that has given so much to so many. W what is it going to take? Well, first of all, ideas that have merit require healthy, respectful, energized, creative debate. Thank and you. Uh, we have created with social media, with phenomenal control from one side, we've seen it, um, shutting down of healthy, respectful, creative, thought-provoking debates. Mm -hmm. And that is a big, big problem because... If you, once again, I go back to what my father had to do. It's now a hundred times more difficult. If you can simply create doubt on the part of everyone of what to believe, you have accomplished uh, a weakening of a democracy. So, um, you know, you do remember when the Iranian um, American embassy in Iran was taken over for 444 or whatever it was days right. that like 20 minutes after <laughs> Ronald Reagan was inaugurated, they released the hostages. Uh, that is a great untold story because I have a feeling that there was a sense that um, things are going to be a little different with Ronald Reagan from Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter is one of the best people ever, but let's just say that there is a, a very necessary difference between those two regarding inter international relations. And we have to have strength, uh, strength with, with compassion, absolutely, but also uh, military um, cohesion and discipline, and frankly, uh, the willingness to do what has to be done. And um, without that, the weakness that we are perceived as having now is is only going to make us more vulnerable yeah. and more isolated in the world. And so <laughs> it, we've got an election coming up in about a year from we were the time that you and I are talking and I, I don't expect you to endorse or reject or anything like that, but, do, but maybe just a simple answer to this. Do you see anyone in the field of people who would like to be president of the United States that could provide that kind of leadership? Well, I mean, I can just tell you, I mean, RFK jr. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but oh my gosh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Uh, DeSantis, uh, with his military background, with his uh, strength of character to stand up and, of course, follow through, follow through consistently. Yeah. Uh, I worked for Reagan. I worked for, uh, I want to say this too, by the way, I worked for Clinton, um, worked for H.W. Bush. I don't care about party anymore. I care about leadership with consistent values. And I would rather work and support a leader who I disagree with 40% of the time, but is transparent, consistent, articulate about where they stand so we can at least follow and expect and know what they're doing and see whether it works or not than someone that has uh, no backbone and no clear mission. I don't see a clear mission whatsoever uh, right now. And uh, I think DeSantis, I mean, I, I think a number of the Republican candidates, it's funny to say this because like I said, I've worked for Democrats. I, I, I think we, Bill Clinton, you know, if he existed, uh, Clinton, De Bill Clinton, Democrats don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and that makes it really difficult because, you know, we want to have um, a sense of compassion, but we, right now we've abandoned so many of our natural values regarding strength and regarding, you know, um, being the light in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, 
It's astonishing to me. I and I and I fear that what it's going to take. I mean, we saw on 9/11 this country came together. But oh my gosh, how quickly it kind of pulled apart again over, you know, some ideologies that really in the scheme of things, in the scheme of the world, aren't as important as others. And so, you know, um yeah, I I I'm I got to tell you Nick, I'm I'm nervous. I've got two kids. Anyone who has kids is thinking, you know, what, if, what how do we make the world right for them? And I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not seeing a Ronald Reagan out there right now. And I'm a huge Reagan fan, but, uh, I, and maybe, maybe we're, maybe someone's in development. I'm not sure. Hey, you asked me to, so I'm just going to point that that was uh, Ronald Reagan and during National Crime Prevention Week and the Chiefs had a crime card program. And that's me with what I call my porn star mustache. But, uh, and then right there is a letter from Bill Clinton um, thanking me. There was the day after our Monday night game against the Denver Broncos and the guy named Joe Montana was battling John Elway. And uh, it was the day uh, after that that they signed the bill uh, putting AmeriCorps, the Domestic Peace Corps, which I'd worked on that whole offseason, which was portrayed by Peter King in Sports Illustrated with a nice photo of me with the president. Um, he wrote back, uh, great game Monday night because I kicked all our points. We had five field goals, but who's counting? <laughs> and uh, we You know what? I remember that game because I'm sorry. I was a massive 49ers fan when I was growing up. And then when Joe went to – to Kansas City, you couldn't help awesome. but sort of cheer for Joe. He wore 13 in KC, right? He didn't wear 16. 19. 19. 19. Yes. It was three, three, one or the other, you know, 19. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just, uh, anyway, I remember that game. Um, I, I I could talk to you for hours and hours. I commend you. Have, have I got to ask you this. Have people asked you to run for any kind of office? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I think I can do more. I have a program called Champions for the Homeless. Um, I get to do some fun things. I represent El Bandito Yankee Tequila. We have a suite at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, and maybe the most important thing, uh, I love putting a human face on the homeless, by the way, at St. Vincent de Paul in Phoenix. But maybe the most important thing I'm doing right now, I also represent Alzheimer's treatment centers with my friend Lee Steinberg about concussions and all of the things to do with brain health. But Massive Blue and Overwatch, this is a company that is dedicated to help catch human traffickers, child traffickers, fentanyl traffickers. Um, and we're going to need to do that. And, you know, going back to your message um, about who to believe in today, um, I will say I admire Elon Musk for his stand because as much as there's disinformation about him trying to make him some horrible Hitler-like person, he's yeah. the exact opposite. Yeah. He's about creating some minimal balance in terms of the flow of debate, the flow of information. And that's the way out of this is to reinforce balance and true journalism, which which I'm, I'm grateful to say uh, you're doing absolutely today. Um, we have to do that, whether it's the Washington Post, the New York Times, um, or the social media itself, um, CNN, MSNBC, um, you know, Fox, uh, my friend Harris Faulkner, who was in Kansas City. Yeah, she I was here in there. Minneapolis, too. She's a friend of mine as well. Oh, great lady. Um, great lady. You know, yet we've all suddenly Fox is way over on the right. No, they're not. They're not. Um, yeah, there's some people on there, but let's just respect 
bringing in all the information and thinking things through with the idea that we all but love each other, at least in the sense of being quality, valuable human beings. Yeah. And we're dedicated to, uh, you know, keeping this country great and keeping this country uh, flourishing as the um, the seedbed of entrepreneurship and, and um, you know, and love, frankly, and humanity in the world. Humanity. All good, good things. I sound like a politician now, but... Yeah, Sorry. yeah, you know, I it's not surprising people are wanting you to run, but you are doing so many wonderful things, um, and and that's and I want to keep in touch with you about all, the progress of all of those things. Um, I I do want to agree with you on Elon Musk. It's funny yeah. he was a hero of the left for the Tesla, you know, the the whole uh, EV movement, and then when he bought Twitter, he suddenly became because he wanted to promote free speech. He suddenly became this pariah. I thought that was an astonishing swing yes. of events. Uh, yes. But I am in full agreement with you that all he's trying to do is to say, I'm not going to block, you know, and, and he's been accused of blocking certain, certain kinds of speech. Uh, but I will say, I think Twitter is more balanced than it was prior to this. And Absolutely. I don't think that people worry about being shadow banned anymore. Um, and the fact that he allowed Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger all to look at yeah. Yeah. what happened in Twitter's history, uh, to me, is a, a huge sign of being transparent. Every time I, I post something on Facebook, literally that has no political uh, direction, it simply says we all have to think deeper, look deeper, research, look at the motives of the information that you're coming in with no comment ascribing right or left. It is shadow banned. And I go from 2,500 likes to five. The, you know, that's crazy. And it's, and it's so anti-American for any company that has flourished here because of our system, our constitution, our uh, love of capitalism, people have thrived. And you as an American citizen, Mark Zuckerberg, and anyone else at Facebook that's listening, to, to try and shadow ban thought and yes. word is yes. absolutely antithetical to everything we stand for in this country. And I just, it angers me beyond words. So I'm going to try to keep it together here, Nick. Um, I, I, I'm going to ask you one thing that I like to ask people at the end of every interview. And, and I have a feeling we've been just talking so long that this will probably be a two-part interview, which I'm thrilled about. But what in all of this, because right now I think people are scared, people are anxious, people are sad, people are outraged. Um, if I go to the dog park later today, I can guarantee you that the people at the dog park will probably be evenly split politically, but we yes. will never know where each other stands. Because you know what we're talking about? We're talking about our dogs. We're talking about the weather. We're talking about the, 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 the Monday night football game. We're talking about who's playing Sunday. We're talking about the World yes. Series. We all share similar values, but the minute you start to see these movements of people taking sides on a particular issue and getting so caught up and not doing the slow thinking, the second level thinking, the deep thinking that you're talking about, all of a sudden we look like we're a country completely at war against each other. Yep. Um, what yep. gives you hope amidst all this, Nick? Well, first of all, this thing is uh, God and the devil in one, and mm -hmm. it is the most primal conditioning force because it's uh, addicted a generation 
and all of us to some degree in short term, um, you know, pleasure based information without really looking deeper. Um, What gives me hope is um, the spirit of Winston Churchill and and, uh, you know, people that were willing to. I have a picture when I give speeches, um, I have a picture of a Nazi rally. And there are 10,000 people doing this. And there's one man right in the middle who's like this. And it's, I circle it and I say, be that person. Yeah. Be that person that says, I'm going to wait and I'm going to do what's right. And I'm going to take my time in figuring out what's right. And um, also, I, you know, he's not beating up other people saying, you know, F you to everybody that doesn't, uh, you know, believe what he believes. He's simply going to, do his thing. My father was that way. Um, he would receive comments from John F. Kennedy, who was a speed reader. And would, my father would write personal, you know, summaries for him on uh, intelligence with Russia and Eastern Europe. Um, we need leaders like that, that look deeper and we need to elect people like that. And we need to create an environment, which is many steps away right now where elections are um, fostering the best people that want to get involved and participate right now. Uh, we're in the minor leagues. Ugh. Well, I, let's, yeah, let's hope that more and more people stand up and decide to be that. However you want to describe it, the man in the arena or that man with his arms crossed in the middle of that, um, yeah. that, that Nazi, or, woman. Or, or woman or woman. Absolutely. Just, uh, whatever you are, be, be true to your values, know your values first, understand them and stick to them. It's been so great to talk to you, and I hope we can do it again, uh, Nick Lowry. Uh, it's just what a pleasure. I'm I'm so happy to connect with you. Thank you for being here. And as I say at the end of every podcast, be brave and do good. And we'll see you next time. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.